Hi, everyone. Welcome to Joshua Live. I'm Gary Temple Bodley. Today's episode is about a lot of things. Uh, feelings, for one, we tend to sort of cover up or ignore or hide away from our negative emotions and in favor of positive emotions. But in this episode, Joshua talks about how important it is to really feel the negative emotion and then come full circle around to understanding what's happening in the manifestation event and why it's being triggered by a limiting belief and all that. But it goes a little bit deeper than that, talking about the full circle, coming back to gratitude for the manifestation event and all the people that played a role. Also about karma and what exactly is karma? How does karma work? How does karma fit into the manifestation event process? It's, uh, there's a bunch of really interesting questions here. This is one of my new favorite episodes. It was amazing doing it. And I actually felt emotion for the first time as I was doing it full of emotion. It was really incredible. I hope you enjoy this episode. Before we get started, please remember to like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends on Facebook, leave a review, all that wonderful stuff. And we have a bunch of free stuff on the website at theteachingsofjoshua.com. You can see the free downloads of meditations. There's also the audiobook, A Perception of Reality. And you can also check out the seven-day course, how to discover and process limiting beliefs in seven days to radically raise your perspective or vibration. So check that out. It's all at the website. And if you have any questions for me, send me an email to garybodley at gmail.com. All right. Enjoy this episode. Bye. We are thrilled to be here. Bye. We've said this until we're blue in our faces that this is a feeling reality. You came to this reality, this realm of physical reality known as earth to feel. You have emotions, you have sensations, you have things going on in your conditions, you have things going on in the inside. All of these things, all these feelings is how you operate within this reality. Well, you might not have known this before, but as we talk about it more and more often, you get to understand that when you're feeling something, you're associating it with something. It's generally based on a judgment of what you think is happening in your reality. So you react to what's happening or what people are saying or people are doing or what's going on in the government or in other parts of the world. You react with judgment to those things. If you judge it as good, you feel good. If you judge it as bad, you feel bad. What you're doing is you're selecting the appropriate feeling for whatever you're going through because this is what you've taught. This is your belief structure. This is your mental construct. You react the same way to the same situation over and over and over again. And basically you create the same conditions over and over and over again. The same repetitions, the same themes, the same incidents. They come back to you, back to you, back to you, because essentially what is happening here is you're creating your reality with the feelings you're feeling, with the mental construct, with your beliefs, with your expectations. What if you could change that? What if you could start feeling first and letting the reality reflect the feelings that you're feeling? Well, if you were going to do that, and if you're going to say, well, what I primarily want to do is to feel good, because feeling good to me feels better than feeling bad. I've been feeling bad for a long time, and maybe that's how I found this podcast. So I come along now, and Joshua says, why don't you start feeling good? If you could start feeling good, well, then you'd be creating from the inside out rather than the outside in. Most humans go along their day and they perceive that things are happening to them and, and they have to protect themselves and they have to guard against negative emotions. So they have to make sure their conditions are all set up so that they can't be identified as someone who is a failure or doesn't care or isn't on this same team. And what they're really doing then is they're protecting themselves from what they call negative emotion. 
Why do they do that? Because to them, the negative emotion feels bad. And so they set their conditions to feel good. But you can rearrange your conditions all you like. The conditions are always the reflection of how you feel. You think you're doing something, but actually the conditions are formed based on how you feel about yourself. Your perception of yourself within your reality. That's all that's going on here. So if you elevated that perception of yourself, well, you'd feel better. If you thought of yourself in terms of the creator of your reality rather than the victim to your reality, well, you would feel more empowered. When you start to feel better, feel more empowered, and shift the way you react to what's happening outside of you, then nothing outside of you can mean anything. You are choosing to decipher or determine or make a decision about what anything means in your outer reality. So you come along and you say, well, I'm going to say that nothing ever happens to me. It's always happening for me. How do I know it's happening for me? Well, because I've I feel negative emotion, it's indicating a limiting belief. That limiting belief is not true. How would I ever discover my limiting beliefs if something didn't trigger them in my reality? So the manifestation event that I thought was bad in the past, I look forward to now because I know it is helping illuminate my limiting beliefs. I now have the tools I need to process those limiting beliefs. And so I do my work and I process those limiting beliefs and I encounter manifestation events and I see them differently and I see the people differently. And then I start to say, oh no, it goes deeper than that, doesn't it? It goes much deeper in just realizing I have limiting beliefs. The entire system of this reality is set up so that I can find those limiting beliefs, process the limiting beliefs, and then have absolute gratitude for every single person who played a role to show me my limiting beliefs. That's the full circle, the full circle of understanding that the entire reality is set up for you to move on your journey of self-discovery towards more authenticity by shedding those limiting beliefs, shedding that which is inaccurate, shedding that which is inauthentic. That's what you're doing here. You're moving along this journey of self-discovery, shedding, 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 raising your vibration, raising your perspective on yourself, getting off the stuff that doesn't matter, that's not true, all of that that is not true to who you are. You see, who you are is who you are right now. It's the fullest, perfect version of you. You just can't see it. So if you remove the stuff that's making you believe you're anything other than perfect, if you remove that stuff that's not true, you start to see yourself as who you truly are. You aren't getting better. You aren't discovering that you're something that you never knew you were, you aren't creating a better you, you're already perfect. You were born perfect. You've always been perfect. What you're doing is shedding the idea that you're imperfect in any sense of the word. That's authenticity. Seeing yourself in the highest perspective that you can possibly see yourself within your belief system is authenticity. As that belief system molds to shed that which is inaccurate or limiting, you see yourself more truly. So the work here in self-discovery is coming into events or into situations where you thought it was wrong or bad and seeing it as right and perfect, including everyone else who played a part in that role, in their role of discovery for you. When you can see that they're all doing their best to help you see who you are, then you can express gratitude, the highest form of feeling, appreciation, 
this incredible, wonderful feeling of love to them. You intended to come here to expand and joy, express your love, experience true freedom and true abundance, and move along your journey of self-discovery to discover who you truly are, who you always were, who you could have always been without the limiting beliefs. And with that, we'd like to talk to you about anything you'd like to talk about. Who would like to start? I have a question. Excellent. Joe. In relation to uh, limiting the beliefs and the concept of karma, what is karma? And is it related to limiting beliefs? Is it just limiting beliefs or what is what is karma, I guess? Karma would be what you're putting out from inside out is the reflection that you get back. You put out love, you get back love. You put out anger, you get back situations that show you that your anger is based on a limiting belief and is not true. The manifestation event, you could say, is karma. You could have a positive manifestation event. You could have a wonderful time with friends and family. You could have a wonderful career. You could have all the good things that this reality could provide for you because you are expressing love. And the karma would be everything that matched that. You could be angry about something or think you're a failure or think someone else is wrong or bad. And you would get a manifestation event, karma coming back to you. This time would feel negative emotion only to show you that you had a limiting belief. So the karma is just the reflection of how you're being, how you're perceiving yourself, your perspective, your vibration. It doesn't carry on life after life after life. It's fulfilled within the life that you're living only to bring you to greater awareness of who you truly are. Karma is not a good or bad thing. Like anything else in physical reality, it's always neutral. It's part of the system of physical reality. And so you could call karma law of attraction. You attract what you're putting out, not to punish you if you're putting out something that you perceive as negative, because negative and positive do not exist. They're just fabrications of a human mind in a form of control. You're living in the state of duality. And so you say, well, that's good. That's bad. That's better. That's worse. This is not the case. That's the illusion of physical reality. The truth of physical reality in all realities is it's neutral. Nothing means anything until you put your observation or judgment against it. When something occurs to you, you feel negative emotion. It's there to show you that you've been putting out an energy that is based in limitation or fear. And so something comes back to point that out to you. You can trace that back to some root cause of a limiting belief, and then you can do the work to prove that the limiting belief is false. Once you've proved that limiting belief is false, you can go further and stand in, in appreciation and gratitude for the manifestation event and all the people who played their role in it. If you want what you would call positive karma, what you're asking for is to feel good. How would you feel good? Well, you could do it one of two ways. You could do good things from your perspective, what you think is good. You could express love. You could be generous and loving and kind and caring and offer assistance to those who came to you. Well, you're all going to do that anyway. But this expression of love means something more than that. It means acceptance. It means knowing that everything is working out perfectly. It means understanding that you and everyone else is perfect as well. The system is perfect. There is nothing wrong anywhere in the universe. There is no wrong. The only wrong could come from the human judgment of something that's happening that causes them to feel 
fear, or negative emotion. Think about the entire universe, the entire infinite universe. Think about you perceiving something is wrong within that perfect universe. Well, you don't think that that galaxy over there is wrong or that shooting star is wrong or that black hole is wrong. You have to narrow your focus in. You might think that this tribe living in the Amazon, you might not think that's wrong. You might think that, well, they're living a different kind of life. They're not wrong for the life they're living. You have to narrow it in and narrow it in. But you might look at your wall and see that there's someone punched a hole in it. And you would say, the person that punched a hole in my wall in my living room was wrong for doing that. Well, if that galaxy is not wrong and that black hole is not wrong and that tribe over in the Amazon is not wrong, neither is that hole in your wall. That hole in your wall is the thing that's capturing your attention. And you're saying, what did I do to deserve a hole in the wall? I must be bad or wrong or that other person who did it must be bad or wrong or whatever it is. All that's ever happening is pointing out a limiting belief. The limiting belief is you are judging that as wrong. And you say, well, Joshua, anyone would judge that as wrong. Nobody wants to have a hole in their wall. Nobody wants to have someone come in their house and punch a hole in the wall. No one would want that. Well, you actually would want that, wouldn't you? Because if you're thinking that's wrong, you're probably thinking a lot of other things wrong. A lot of other things that are beyond your control. You can patch that hole and paint it up and it will look like it never was there before. And what did it bother you? couple hours of work and maybe some paint and spackle, no big deal. Well, then you keep looking, don't you? You look at your government, you look at your neighbors, you look at your family members and your lovers and mates and partners and children and all this, and there's so much wrong in it. And you can't control any of that. So then you go deeper and deeper and you say, if I can't control that galaxy out there or that black hole or that tribe in the Amazon, what businesses of mine thinking I should control anything. And why would I? Why would I control anything? All the control is bringing me back examples and manifestation events that show the control cannot work. So if I gave up control and instead accepted what is, not settling for what is, accepting what is as perfect for me right now in this moment, everything's perfect. Well. That takes a little bit of practice, doesn't it? Because you've been trained to believe that you should be able to change conditions in order to accomplish some goal or, or achieve some ideal so that finally you would be happy. Well, guess what? If you're trying to control everything and trying to control everything, if you ever got that ideal, it would never make you feel good because you don't feel good now. You'd still be operating from the outside in rather than the inside out. So how to operate from the outside in? how to evoke karma from the inside out, because you know it's an inside out game. You know that karma is coming back to you anyway. So not trying to control karma, but kind of trying to understand how you feel. This is a feeling reality. So what do you want to feel? You really want to feel it all. You really want to feel each side of every feeling. You think you don't want to feel the bad parts. You think you only want to feel the good parts. But guess what? If you are protecting yourself from negative emotion of any kind, you are hiding out against the karma that's coming back to show you your limiting beliefs, to show you who you are not. And you very much want to discover who you are. So embrace all sides of the feeling.
and know that the, the system of physical reality, you can call it karma, you can call it law of attraction, call it whatever you want. The system is designed to show you that which you are being in your reality. Now, you can't be anything other than who you're being. You have a mental construct. You have this idea about who you think you are, and your reality perfectly reflects that in every area of your life. But if you could start to see yourself from a higher perspective, the highest perspective you can get to in your belief system, and continually raise that perspective day in and day out by choosing to believe that you are a spiritual being on a physical journey to discover who you truly are and expand not only your own consciousness, but the consciousness of all that is. That you're just here on a joyful ride and you very much wanted to be here. And why did you want to be here? Because this earth plane is the place where you can feel. You can't feel the depth of feeling anywhere else, anywhere else in your known universe. It's only here. Everyone wants to be here. This is exciting. And when you come to perceive how the system is really working and who you truly are, you are eager to shed that which is inauthentic. You are eager for karma to bring you manifestation events that show you how you're being. And then you just adjust and just shift your perspective and get back to feeling good. Excellent question. Joshua, I have a question. Yes, Yara. Hi. So I feel that like I don't have many manifestation events. And so I know this question was asked before and am I not sensitive enough? Do I, am I good at manipulating my conditions? Am I my first learner? And why am I even, why do I think that it's wrong that I don't have manifestation events going back to what you just said? How do you feel? Right now in this great. moment. I feel happy. When you wake up in the morning, how do you feel? Happy. I feel happy all the time. When you go to sleep, how do you feel? Happy. Well, then you've graduated. Excellent. Excellent. What That's you're it. doing is you're choosing to believe that things are working out, that things are always good, yeah. that everyone else is, is doing the best that they can, that generally humanity is moving from fear to love, that you are where you are supposed to be that you're following your interests and curiosities and your, your passions, that you're engaged, that you are able to connect more deeply with each day. If you are noticing that you're feeling good, that's wonderful. That's all that you've ever wanted. You don't need anything more than that because what you're doing is you're expanding in joy. That was your primary intention in this life is to expand in joy. The manifestation event where you feel strong, negative emotion. That's just the tip of the iceberg. That's just the starting point. When you get involved in the boot camp, usually in weeks two and three, something or some things will happen where you'll feel very strong negative emotion. Maybe it wasn't for you, but generally that's what's happening. That's just mm -hmm. the guides and supporters in inner self and source itself creating something to talk about while you're in the boot camp. The big things that really make you feel bad, that really you can notice, those are the outer layers of that onion. They're the first idea that you can have a limiting belief and that something can trigger it and that you could actually do some work to prove that limiting belief is false. But then it gets more nuanced. As you get more sensitive, you will notice that you'll start to feel negative emotion around little things. Little annoyances will feel 
so off to you? Why am I bothered by that little thing? It makes no sense because you get used to feeling good. You get used to feeling good. But you still want to know where there's a limiting belief. Now, if you really get good at this, you can start to notice any thought where you think something is wrong. Gary has the thing when he's driving down the road and there's some animal that's been hit by a car. He just doesn't look at it. Now, is that really a limiting belief? It would be a limiting belief if he received inspiration and says, drive down this road, and he wouldn't want to drive down the road because there might be some, some animal that died on the side of the road. But the little things, are they really limiting beliefs? It's generally what happens is when you receive inspiration and you choose not to act because there's some fear. That fear will always be triggered by a limiting belief. So what happens is your inner self, just to make it simple, your guides and supporters understand that you have a mental construct. It's your idea about yourself within your reality. For you to go the next step, to be guided to that next step, you'll have to receive inspiration, act on the inspiration. Mm -hmm. Now, if that next step would give you too much fear because you have a belief about yourself that is not true, and you said, I can't do that thing that I'm inspired to do because this, that, and the other, well, that's a limiting belief in there. So the universe creates a scenario where you are confronted by that exact same limiting belief Seemingly like something's happening to you. Could be about money. You could get an unexpected bill in the mail. And you're able to step back and say, hold on here. Why would I care? If I'm the career of my reality, why would I care about this bill in the mail? If I'm abundant, what does it matter if that bill comes or doesn't come? And so you say, okay, well, I noticed I felt negative emotions. So let me fill out the manifestation event form. Let me identify a limiting belief. I'm not as abundant as I should be, or I have a problem with money or whatever it is. And then you write down all the evidence to prove that's false. You complete the form all the way through, and you've reduced the intensity of that limiting belief enough so that when you do receive the inspiration, you'll take the action. Mm -hmm. But if you're feeling good, it really doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if you act on inspiration or not, because you have another intention to discover who you are. Well, you're doing that now. You're doing that by feeling good. You will notice as you go along in this that you will catch the thoughts. And if you catch the thoughts, why am I annoyed? Why am I bothered by waiting in line? And you laugh at these things, that feels good. If you're sort of stuck in any area of your life, it's because you're either blocking the inspiration or you're choosing not to take action. Okay, it's still okay, because if it's really important, you will get a manifestation event. That's how you know. Now, on the flip side of that, there could be people who are going along in life saying, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, but they're stuck, 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 stuck in every area of their life. If they look at every other, every, every area of their life, nothing really seems to be working, but they say they're happy. Why do they say that? To avoid taking action when inspired. You see, they don't want to fail. They don't want to look silly. They don't want to worry about what other people think. They rather not do anything. They rather just stay in a cocoon and lie to themselves and say, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy. But if the relationships aren't working, if the money's not working, if the freedom's not working, if the passions aren't coming, it's apparent that they're stuck. So they're 
choosing to withdraw to save themselves from a manifestation event. Do you see this? Uh, sure. Yes. If you're going out there and you're connecting and, and doing things and acting on inspiration, you're going to bump up against limiting beliefs. Because unless your belief is, I'm perfect, I am love, I know myself fully, there are limiting beliefs along the way. And if you're saying you're not getting any, any manifestation events, it's because, well, you're used to being in a cocoon, saving yourself, making sure that you don't get exposed to negative emotion. Why? Because you're sensitive. You're all highly emotionally sensitive. You are sensitive and you all protect yourself and you all control, 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 control to avoid negative emotion. None of you is out there saying, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do this. And I don't care about the emotion. And I like the negative emotion. I understand it's my judgment. None of you are there yet. Mm-hmm. Gary's not there yet. Chrissy's not there yet. Lots of people are not there yet. But it's a practice. You are at a point where you're comfortable saying things are working for, out for me. Nothing bad is ever happening to me. It's always happening for me. I'm moving along perfectly. I'm a journey of self-discovery. You are understanding that what the concept of limiting beliefs are of manifestation events, of processing all that, of raising your perspective. But if you're really raising your perspective, then you own this world and everything is your oyster. So it's a decision that you wanna make. Am I really happy or am I just playing it safe? Either way is fine. You can be happy playing it safe or you can choose to challenge those limiting beliefs. Either way, what you're putting out from the inside out is the reflection that you're getting. So if you're having a nice, comfortable, safe, easy life, and you really enjoy that, that's what's gonna come back to you, but you're going to feel stuck because the stuckness is, I'm not, really on my journey of self-discovery as I intended. That will be that little bit of inner conflict in the back of your mind that says, why aren't I getting manifestation events? And why do I feel that that's wrong? Got it, thank you. Excellent. Who's next? Hi, Joshua. I have a clarification. On a case like, (laughs) let's say the ultimate case where you have an individual who's extremely high, higher than anyone you've ever met. They're all joy, 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 they're projecting joy out. So they're gonna get joy back in and their vibrations joy. Would they ever come across a negative event? You know, like a, like a line coming from the street and in the arm because you would say, no, they're pure joy. It's just not in the vibration to happen. Or would the case be that they're the same person, but a lion does come up and they eat their arm and then you say, oh, that's okay. I just fed a lion and I still have another arm. That the perspective has changed, but the chances of coming across something like that does not change. Can you clarify that? Absolutely. If you were saying, in order to protect myself from a lion, I'm going to emit joy, 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 then the joy is the control. I don't want anything bad to happen to me, so I'm projecting joy. Well, that's false joy. That's just control. That's just fear. It's not real. If you were to say, I am going to be me fully 100% of the time. I am going to raise my perspective to the level of my belief system. I am going to consider myself the creator of my reality, meaning that it's all created by how I choose to perceive myself within that reality. 
when Source asks the question, who am I? And what is the source of that question? The universe was created. Source did not put planet A here, star C here, galaxy over here. There's no control over any. It was just created. That's the system's created. As the creator of your reality, you may have ideals for what you think you want, but that has nothing to do with the creation you're creating. That has to do with how you perceive yourself, what your pre-birth intentions were, how you've been emitting a vibration of acceptance or control. And so if you were to say, I am the creator of my reality, I understand that I cannot see who I truly am, that I'm on a journey of self-discovery that I intended to come here to expand my understanding of who I am in joy, then nothing bad can ever happen to you. But then you say, Joshua, I just got in a car accident. We say that was not bad. We understand that from your perspective, you, you thought it was bad. But here's what happened. You met someone new who crashed into you. You got a brand new car from the insurance company. You spent an afternoon in the hospital and they repaired a broken finger. You met a new doctor. You met a new nurse. You met someone in the waiting room. Your family and friends all rushed to your side to show you love, how much they love you. Everyone mentioned you on Facebook. Everyone prayed for you. But you think it's a bad thing. You see, it's your perspective on anything. Now, the lion idea is a little bit out there because there isn't one of you who would say that losing an arm to a lion is a good thing. Well, there's a young female surfer out there who lost an arm to a shark. And from that moment on, her life changed. And she was able to fulfill her soul's purpose by being an inspiration to millions of courage coming out of an event like that. Mm -hmm. And making something of that to show the world that there is nothing, literally nothing to be afraid of in this world. Yeah. And you might say, oh, I wouldn't want to have my arm ripped off by a shark. Yeah, that was not part of your plan. You see, you're all afraid of bad things happening to you because you're saying, I don't want that to happen. I don't want that to happen. I want that to happen. But if it happens to you, it's for you and it will be perfect for you. There is nothing coming in your future that is not perfect for you. There is nothing that you have to worry about or, or make decisions about or choices about. All you have to do is keep your perspective as high as you possibly can, and that's all you need to do. And then all the steps will be laid out for you perfectly. Now, you would say from your human perspective, from the time you're basically 10 years old, I want nothing but money and wealth and fame and ease and, and people loving me and all these things. Well, that would not be a life you were worth living unless you were going to discover something about yourself. So pick a famous musician who started when they were a kid and then had super amounts of fame and fortune and relationships and all this. Find one of those per people that are happy. Find one of them that's happy. You will find people who have gone through so much stuff to discover limiting beliefs, to discover who they are. They wouldn't have chosen that. They would have chose your life, you see?
but that was perfect for them. Your life's mm -hmm. always been perfect for you and will always be perfect for you. There's nowhere you have to go or be. The only thing that you can do, the only thing that's any of any benefit whatsoever, and it's not even necessary, is to raise your perspective. To understand that you have all the power in your perception. That's it. All the power is in your possession, perception of yourself, perception of everyone else. All the power is in how you choose to feel about yourself and about everyone else. All the power is in how you choose to act. Act to connect or act to disconnect. If you act to connect, you'll have to be confronted by limiting beliefs and fear with each step. But of course, that's the way to joy. If you act to separate yourself more within the illusion of separation, you're going to be confronted with manifestation events showing you that you're just separating yourself. You see, that's how the system works. It has to show you who you're being. If you're being more authentic, meaning understanding yourself from a higher perspective, the universe has to show you that, not reward you with it, but show you that. Show you that you're a being of love. Show you that you're a being of compassion and caring and connection and understanding and knowledge and intellect and feeling. Disconnect, well, the universe has to show you that you're a being of fear and control. What does the universe show to a being of fear and control? Instances and manifestation events that elicit more fear and more wanting to disconnect and more wanting to control. So you get to the place where you are now, where you're studying these teachings, you're in the boot camp, and you're realizing that it's the perspective, the perception of reality that dictates how you start to feel about yourself and to understand yourself. And when you start to really feel that emotion, deep emotion of connection, of confidence, of clarity, of realization, of understanding that while everyone else is in fear, you're holding firm in your perspective. Not only are, are you the creator of your reality, but so are they. Not only you source, but so are they. Not only you perfect, but so are they. Now they're acting in fear, so it looks differently than how you act, but you can still have compassion for them. You don't have to change them. You don't have to worry about them. You don't have to protect yourself. You don't have to protect anyone else you love. Everything is working out perfectly. The system is complex and intricate, yet very simple. It's just an illusion. It's just a game. It's just fun. Have as much fun as you can. Be moved towards that which excites and interests you at all times. Care less about what anyone thinks because they're all choosing a perception of reality that's not true either. And so it doesn't matter what they think. Don't worry about the money. The money has to come. Don't worry about freedom. The freedom to do what you need to do when you need to do it has to come. Just think about why you're doing anything. Why would you be in the boot camp? For you to understand you. Why would you go to a meeting? For you to understand you. Why would you watch TV? For you to get something out of that show you're watching. Why would you help another? For you to get something out of that interaction with the other person. It's always about understanding who you are in every moment and understanding yourself from this higher perspective as you go up, not to control your conditions. Now, Imagine you thought of yourself at 1% higher perspective than you think you are now. What would that reality look like? Simply, more love, more connection, 
more freedom, more abundance, more beauty, more relationships, more of everything that you truly want. But to get that 1%, you have to cut through layers of fear within limiting beliefs. You have to push past the fear to do what you're inspired to do, to have experiences that will bring back to you the understanding of yourself as the creator. The only thing blocking you from understanding who you truly are fully is layers and layers and layers and layers and layers and layers of fear. Where did all these layers come from? Well, you lived a bunch of days as a five-year-old, as a two-year-old, as a 14-year-old, as a 18-year-old, all the way up. Imagine all the layers. If you layered all the days of experiences in childhood and things people taught you in your society and all that stuff, all those layers that are not true. None of it was true. Nothing you learned was true about yourself. It was all based in fear. Look both ways when you cross the street. Don't go out and play in the rain. Don't play in the snow. Wear your jacket, wear your coat. Don't eat this, don't eat that. Blah, 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 blah. Every day of your life until today. Now, from here on in the future, you get to peel away those layers. You get to say, do I really need to look both ways when I walk the street? Isn't this my creation? Am I really supposed to be hit by a car? Is there really no one driving that car? All this stuff that's in your head all the time. Do I really have to wait for that green light to come on before I take the steps across the step walk? When no cars are coming anywhere, you'll see people who do this. There's no cars coming anywhere, but they're not going to cross that street on foot if there is not a green light. Makes no sense. What are they afraid of? What are they afraid of? You see, all these layers of fear, you don't even consider fear. Most of the stuff you consider rational, but it's not. You get to think about these things now. How do I want to be in this reality? Am I wanting to be in fear of everything? Well, you don't even understand 99% of your fears. How would you ever understand them? Because of these wonderful things called manifestation events that point out limiting beliefs that were never true. You start processing those and then have great appreciation for everyone to play the role in that part of that manifestation event. Feel the feeling of appreciation and gratitude in these manifestation events. Look forward to them when they come and appreciate all the intricacies of these events structured just to show you a limiting belief, just to show you one tiny limiting belief. Feel how worthy you are that the universe put this all together for you. Feel how worthy you are in this conversation. The reason Gary is alive, the reason Gary lost his money, the reason Gary found Abraham, the reason Gary started meditating, channeled the books, started the podcast, did all this was for you to help find one tiny limiting belief. If you can appreciate Gary for all that he did to help you find this one limiting belief, you can appreciate your family, you can appreciate your friends, you can appreciate your government, you can appreciate everything because that's how worthy you are who all of you are. And if you're listening to this call, that's how worthy you are too. The entire system is designed for you along with everyone else who plays a part in any manifestation event you have. It's always for you because you're worthy of it. One last clarification. I picked the unlikely example of a lion, but if I was to substitute something like critical illness or, or you know, would the answer basically still be the same? You thank your cancer. You thank your pancreatitis. You thank your backache. You thank it all. 
Is it coming to show you that you're being a victim? Is it coming to help you out of physical reality because you won't go any other way? Wonderful. In both situations. Imagine you're ignoring your limiting thoughts. And they turn into manifestation events, arguments, or disconnection of some sort. And then you're ignoring that. Those people are jerks. They don't understand me. This is wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Your whole lifetime of this. Well, what's going to happen next? It's going to go into the body. You might get a headache. You ignore the headache. You might get migraines. You ignore the migraines. You take pills. You take whatever to get rid of it. You don't look at the fundamental situation that's the base of the resistance. And then you get cancer. The cancer is a gift to show you a life of resistance. And if you don't want to deal with the cancer, the cancer is the perfect way for you to exit gracefully because everyone has time to say goodbye to you. And when you're on that deathbed on your last day of cancer with a room full of people who love you and you never thought they loved you, that one day made up for the entire lifetime. You were turning on physical and you say, I can't wait to do it again. And you jump back in. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go out and find a manifestation event right now. <laughs> but uh, I have a question. Uh, I was in a manifestation event and I've beca become aware that there are in different intensities. But this was a good one. I was in it and I had the urge to leave, which I didn't. Separation. Separation, yes, but and I realized what was going on, and about that overwhelming urge. I don't know whether it was an urge or what it was, force that that I was kept on thinking again. How am I being now? What am I supposed to be now? What? <laughs> so, what am I supposed? To, I wanted to have be able to do something, not for the situation, but for me. But I I, I didn't have the capacity to to even. Um, yeah, to re remember to, you know, be grateful or anything like that at that moment. Well, you all think that if you could, and Gary thinks this as well, he's the one who's talked about this the most. The best way to control a manifestation event is to be grateful, but you're not going to feel anything. You came here to feel it. You want to feel how bad that feels, oh, but it doesn't really feel bad. It's just a feeling, you see? Now, you've been trained to stop that feeling, to smush it out, to quelch it. But you want to feel it. You really want to feel it. So let yourself feel it deeply. Gary resisted this idea, still does. He doesn't like to feel negative emotion. But in that feeling of it, this is why you're here. The choice that you're making is that it's negative. That's mm -hmm. just... Yourself, seeing yourself as a victim. This bad thing happened. There were, the appropriate response is negative emotion. It's not even a negative emotion. I'm just calling it negative and responding to it as if it's negative. And I'm choosing not to like it. Just like I choose not to like vanilla ice cream. That's boring. I prefer mint chocolate chip. Why do they give me vanilla? Vanilla is boring. I want mint chocolate chip. This is ridiculous. I deserve better than vanilla ice cream. Why can't I get what I want? Oh, because you're perceiving yourself as a victim. You see... That's all that's happening. You are the creator of your reality, perceiving yourself as a victim within the illusion. You can't do this anywhere else. You can't feel what that's like. Let's go forth, sift and sort, play around, and 
feel all the intense feelings associated with victimhood and love. Most of the time, the great majority of the time, you're feeling love. This is wonderful. But sometimes you're choosing to perceive yourself as a victim and you call that negative emotion simply guidance from your inner self saying, hey, you are drifting away from the perspective that I'm holding of you as the creator of your reality, as worthy, as good, as perfect as you are. You're drifting away in this belief that something bad's happening to you and that you're a victim. Okay, what does that feel like? You can't feel this anywhere else. What does that feel like? Oh, all right, that feels off, I guess. Okay, so if you're perceiving yourself as a victim and you're having all these feelings, and then sometimes you're feeling successful and courageous and confident and loved and loving and all these things, then you're feeling good. Okay, well, that's just showing me that when I feel like a victim, that's not accurate to who I am. Okay, great. Does it mean that you should never feel like a victim? No. It just is alerting to you to the fact that in this case, you're drifting from the perspective of your inner self. Your inner self is here and you're drifting over here. You see, you're coming back. Now, why is it necessary to come back? Well, simply because this is an illusion over here. You don't want to be in the illusion. You want to be in the truth. That's why you're here. This is a pre-birth intention to understand the truth of this reality, truth of who you are, all this stuff. So then you allow yourself after a bit of time, naturally you come back, you feel good again. You think of something you love, you come back again. You realize how lucky you are, you come back again. You realize how wonderful your life is, you come back again. And then you drift away, then you come back. Well, when you're drifting away, there's purpose in that. The purpose is there's some belief that you're thinking is true that is not true. Let's find it. Let's play with it. Let's prove it's not true. Why not? And then you come back. Okay, but what if you just didn't care about this negative emotion thing anyway? Mm -hmm. I'm feeling something. What if you thought that way? I'm feeling something. That's interesting. I don't have to judge this as bad or wrong. Feeling. It's interesting. You just don't feel this anywhere else. Nowhere else. Earth. That's basically it. Of course, this is an infinite universe, but as far as you're concerned, in your experience as a soul, earth is the place to be where you get to feel everything. And you expand so much more in this illusion, whether you see the illusion or not, so much more, so much exponentially more in this illusion compared to other realities that don't have this depth of feeling or this illusion of separation. Now, this earth environment is not for everyone. Not everyone wants to bungee jump. Not everyone wants to jump out of planes, but you all are intrepid explorers. You said, oh my God, this is the pinnacle. This is the place to be. This is where the action is. I don't need to ride in the teacups. I want the Matterhorn. And you come to jump in and then you say, oh, ooh, this is a bit scary. Ooh, how long does this trip last? It seems like a long time. All right, well, I guess I'm going to play it safe, play it safe, play it safe. And then you're like, oh, that was incredible. I made it out alive, of course, because there is no death, you see? Let's ride this one again. But this time, I want to learn about the laws of this universe, the laws of physical reality, and who I truly am, so that I can embrace this expansion in joy, and that I can embark upon experiences 
without putting them in boxes and doing what everyone else is doing because they're all doing it in fear? What if I was creating in love from a higher perspective, from the highest perspective that's ever been attained by humanity? The highest. If you uh, were to think of yourself in comparison with the perspectives of other humans, you might say, oh, a pretty high perspective, I guess, maybe some most people are up around here and there's some people living in fear and maybe in the top two thirds we say to you you are in the top one percent of one percent all of you are you are in the top in perspective everyone else is lower than you you're floating in the ocean everyone else with their perspective is somewhere deeper than you all of you are up here at the surface now you're still playing around in the water because that's fun and interesting but now you can create through the sunlight. You're not, you don't have any layers of water above you. You're floating on top of it. So creating in that atmosphere there, it's a light and area. It's not dense like the ocean, like the water is. Some of you are gonna start to fly. You're gonna start to soar. Now, none of the fish down there are having this experience. You're the flying fish coming up at the top, breaking the surface, starting to breathe creating in love, creating that which is unimaginable. How do you do that? Well, you can't say no one gets out of the water. Because if you think everyone is in the water and everyone is always in the water and you have to be under the water and fish can't fly, well, then you're not going to create anything new. You see, you're just going to create what all the other fish have always been doing. Now you're starting to break that surface and you notice there's wind and there's, there's, you got these little wings that you can sail around on. You got, and now you notice the waves and you can go up against the waves and it's so much fun. So experiencing something new, you go back to tell the fish, Hey, we're flying. They're like, what is flying? That makes no sense. You can't tell them what these unimaginable experiences are because they won't get it. They can't imagine it because it doesn't fit in a box. So here you are, this new perspective. What if we raise it a little bit more? What if we start creating with the idea that nothing bad can happen? There is no wrong. We can't fail. We can't make a mistake. We've never made a mistake. We're perfect as we are. We have limiting beliefs, but that doesn't stop us from anything if we, if we push past fear to do what we're inspired to do. Well, who's inspiring you anyway? Your inner self. Your inner self says, you're not a fish. You're a bird. Start flying. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Everything you learned in fish school down there does not apply at the top of the ocean. Forget all that stuff and just be who you want to be. What gives you joy? Do that. And then when you notice that oh, nobody else is up here flying around with me, that sucks. Notice that you're feeling like a victim and feel it. Go ahead. And then come back the next day when you get back closer to that perspective of yourself and fill out a manifestation form. There's nothing more you need to do. That's it. It's simple. It's easy. There's no, see, this idea that you have to work on yourself and control yourself and do better and get better and all this stuff, it's a myth. Self-improvement is a myth fostered in a system of control, rewarding people who seem to be doing good and punishing people who seem not to be falling in line of conformity. The outliers, that's who you are. You're going to do things differently, differently than anyone. There is no example that you can follow completely differently. 
choosing to see yourself from a higher perspective, realizing that this reality offers, offers extraordinary experiences and depth and range of feeling. What would it feel like to experience something unimaginable? You can't even imagine it. Now, when you get the inspiration to do something, you are projecting that inspiration 25 steps ahead into a box that you can place and say, oh, that would be nice if I had this. No, that's not where it's leading you. It's leading you to do things you would never consider doing before. But because you're becoming aware that all these limiting beliefs are simply limiting and not true, and you're peeling them away by doing the work, suddenly you say, why wouldn't I do that? What am I afraid of? Why do I think I need to know where this is going? Why do I think that I am not fully guided in every moment? Why do I think that I'm choosing these things anyway? Why do I think I ever made a mistake when that was the only thing I could have done from the perspective where I was? Why am I choosing to see myself less than perfect? Does it make sense? What if I just had faith? Now, you know your inner self is with you because at least you feel emotion. You definitely know that when you feel negative emotion, you're perceiving yourself as a victim and you're not within the range of your inner self's perspective. Why is that? Because you're being guided by a loving you that exists as you in the non-physical, seeing everything for how it truly is and who you truly are. If you can't trust that, where are you going to go? This is all you have to do. And so all of you, why we put on the daily spiritual practice, what was the inspiration you received yesterday? Because you have to think, what, did, what inspiration did I get yesterday? And none of you can remember because you're not used to considering inspiration. Now you have to start thinking about inspiration so you can write something down. So some of you are taking notes. Oh, I was inspired to go to the store. I was inspired to this, inspired to this. None of you had really considered that before, but now it's becoming really interesting, isn't it? You don't know if it's an urge to control addition, a, a condition, or if it's true inspiration. Well, you get to play with these ideas. I was inspired to punch that guy in the face. Well, probably an urge. <laughs> I was inspired to quit my job. Eh, probably an urge. Doesn't matter. You get to play with it. I was inspired to call my friend and tell them I loved him. Yeah, probably inspiration. And it was so easy. Yeah, probably inspiration. And everything came together perfectly. Yeah, probably inspiration. And I learned so much out of the experience. Yeah, probably inspiration. That's what you're working on here. And that is all determined by this perspective that you choose. Why wouldn't you choose to perceive yourself as source, as God on earth? Because it's blasphemous? Because it's the truth. Now, the, now religion would like you to conform so they can control you because the whole basis of physical reality is control. Why wouldn't they? Natural. But if you perceive yourself that this is my reality, this is my universe, and everything is designed to support me, oh, I must be worthy of this. I must be really worthy. Who else would be worthy of that? Oh, source? Okay. I've got to be source. 
if everything's working out perfectly for me, I got to be source. That's all that would ever make sense. I'm not just this lucky person who has a high perspective. I, like everyone else, am source, and I have come to the forefront of this leading edge of thought to embark on a new approach to life that will enable all my other versions of me to come to the awareness that they are source too. You just got here first, that's okay. And you're blazing a trail for others to follow. And you get to experience what it's like to push past fear and realize ah, the fear of being eaten by a lion. Well, sure, most of humanity has had a fear similar to that of predators. It's a deep fear, sure. How often does it happen? How often does it happen that you get eaten by a shark? Look it up. Not very often. Why do you need to operate in fear? And if something were to happen to you, you design the entire event to support everything that you're here to learn. It can't be anything other than perfect. Wonderful question. We have time for one silly question. Who would like to ask the silliest question in the history of the known universe? Okay, I have a question. Andrea. I want to know. Andrea, about... all of your questions are silly. <laughs> True. Okay, well, this is sillier. Um, it's regarding life insurance. I had this thought like, why would I buy life insurance? Because if I'm the creator of my reality, when I go, everything goes. That is probably the least silly question in the history of the known universe. Probably the most important, impactful question. We Does everyone have another three hours that they'd like to stay on for this one? All right, we'll make it brief. Your reality is created. Your entire universe, the only universe that makes any difference is created the moment you decide to come into physical reality. Your mom and dad have gotten together. They created this little embryo that's the vessel for your spirit, your consciousness, the consciousness of Andrea. You chose your name. You chose your sex. You chose the exact time of your birth, the date of your birth, the general location of it. You inspired your parents to name you what you're named. You knew the general context of the environment that you'd be born into, but the moment you hit that embryo, could have been in one minute in or in eight months in, does it matter? The minute your consciousness went into that embryo, you created a universe. Now, that universe just happens to connect and weave within all the universes of every life form, every blade of grass you pass by, every tree, every bird, every person, weaved in and out. However, how you perceive that reality is completely unique to you, and how you experience it is completely unique to you. That's why you are so worthy. You're just like source. Source is experience. Source is creation, which is the entirety of the universe. You see? The infinite of it. And experiencing it all at once. So as you go about your day, 
everything that you experience are the things that are happening within your awareness or your conscious awareness, you see? Would you like to become more aware of it? Well, raise your perspective. You'll be more, you'll see the truth of it. And then when you choose to return to non-physical, that reality, that universe, poof. Now, every experience you had throughout your entire life, every experience, every countless infinite experiences is added into the tapestry of all that is never to be forgotten. It's expanded the universe, expanded the consciousness. The consciousness of this planet goes on and your experience is added to that. Now, if you've reached at such a high perspective as you have, and you're walking around in the shopping mall, dropping off your perspective saying, this is great, and these people are great, and everyone's having their experience, and I'm the creator of this, and oh, that's beautiful. All these stores were built for me. All the products in these stores were created perfectly for me. Everything is here. Everything is within reach of it. Oh, there's something that seems expensive. I get to play with that idea of cost and benefit and all this stuff, and maybe I'm worthy of this new purse or this new outfit, and maybe I'm not, and maybe I have to save for it, and I get to play with this, but it's there. I have the option of it. It's not, I'm not walking down a village where there's one bag of rice over here and a few potatoes over there. I got this, all this. I created all this. Why? Because I'm worthy of it. Why not? And how I want to interact with it. Oh, do I see this thing as bad? This thing, the store, this video game store that you might not want to walk into, how does that benefit you? You can't see the complexity of all that, right? There's so much going on there. But there's so everything is for you. Otherwise, it wouldn't be in reality. And you say, well, no, no, that video game store is for the kids. You know, the kids get to play those games. It's not for me. No, no. That whole mall, everything in there was built for you. You want people in the mall. Let's have a bunch of different stores that attract a bunch of different people. You wouldn't want to be the only person in the mall with only the stores that you'd want to go to and just one person behind the counter. You want to engage it all. Now, you might think, oh, this mall's crowded. Limiting belief. You actually want this shopping mall packed on Christmas, waiting in line with everyone getting their little mint Christmassy coffees and their little candy canes and sitting with Santa and the kids running around and people dressed up and, and the Christmas music going, you want that. Now you could say it's annoying, but you really, otherwise it wouldn't exist. You see that's somewhere in you. You understand this celebration. You understand this complexity. You understand all of this because you wanted that. Otherwise you would be born in a village somewhere in the Amazon hunting pigs with a, with a spear. You want all this complexity. But then when you return to non-physical, it doesn't really go away. That reality always exists. And not just you from your non-physical perspective can tap into it, but everyone gets to tap into it. And what's going to happen when you return to non-physical, there's going to be this bubble called Andrea this bubble that everyone can tap into. And all the people, all the entities, we should say, all the non-physical entities that have never experienced Earth, they're going to tap into that, and they're going to be amazed by the depth and breadth of experience and emotion that you felt in this reality. 
and some of them will be inspired to try it themselves. And that's a testament to how great you are and you are and all of you are and all of you listening are. You came here first. You came here to play in this playground for eons and eons and eons to get to this time of awakening, to step out in front and see yourself for who you truly are, as worthy, as good, as perfect, as complete. And with that, we are complete. Thank you, Joshua. Wow. wow. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Have a wonderful week. Okay, I really hope you enjoyed that episode. There was a lot of great questions there. It was funny how Andrea's question, thinking that was silly, was actually um, one of the most interesting questions that we've ever gotten. <laughs> when uh, there was so much flood of information coming to me at that question, and it was interesting how they said we could take three hours to talk about this, but uh, it was very cool. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please leave a review. Uh, like and subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, do all that great stuff. It really helps us out a lot here and we appreciate it. So until next week, have a wonderful week. Bye.